0: And we join on the line now by Mohamed Nala, analyst at NetBank Capitals. Good morning, Mohamed.
1: Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners.
0: Now, we touched on this yesterday, but clearly risk appetite returns to the uh, United States stocks. um, And uh, they've clearly rebounded very nicely there.
1: Very much so. So, I mean, Sakina, yesterday we chatted about how the negative risk sentiment was going to affect markets. We saw that in Asia. We certainly saw it in terms of the South African session, uh, but then when we have a look at the U.S. session, I think by that point in time, the market had uh, more fully digested the developments coming out of the attacks over the weekend, as well as France's response in terms of attacking ISIS targets in, in, in Syria and the Middle East. And so on the back of that, I mean, something that's been very interesting is, is not just on the Paris attacks. But if you have a look at the spate of the the last uh, set of terrorist attacks that we've had globally, the interesting thing is that the market's reactions have been uh, shallower and they've also been shorter lived, and this almost implying that the market is learning uh, to kind of almost take these attacks in their stride. Now that that is absolutely terrible because it means that as uh, as a world where we're almost normalizing to this this kind of state of affairs, which is very disconcerting. But notwithstanding that, stronger risk appetite saw the S and P up around one and a half percent. That positive sentiment certainly washing over to Asia this morning and undoubtedly if we have a look at the Rand we've seen that trade stronger uh, from its weaker levels yesterday Uh, all of this implying that we should see some of that positivity uh, certainly uh, sift into the South African market uh, in today's trading session as well.
0: And um, just uh, looking at Europe and the inflation numbers there Mohammed ticking marginally higher uh, but the case for stimulus still strong out there?
1: Still very much so. I mean, Europe, we had this, this. This was effectively a revision on the advanced numbers that they had put out. Uh, but let, let's contextualize this. They've got CPI at 0.1% on a year-on-year basis. Now, compare that to the CPI we've got, which certainly will head closer towards that 6%, and in fact will breach 6% early next year. And that shows you how different it is in terms of international markets that continue to face disinflationary or deflationary pressures. Uh, and then emerging markets like South Africa, Africa. <laughs> that do have uh, very much exogenous inflation factors, but the, the, the single thread that I guess is common here is that underlying demand continues to look uh, relatively poor. With regards to Europe, I mean, with inflation as low as that, even if you take out the, the energy component, energy has been the single biggest deflationary force in the world over the last year. If you strip that out and you have a look at core inflation, now that's still pretty muted at around 1.1%. Now, what does all of this mean? It means that the case for stimulus, as you mentioned, from the East CB, still very firm. Uh, they have a policy meeting uh, coming up over the next month, uh, and, and very much uh, you know, the market's view there is that Mario Draghi is going to have to provide not just more quantitative easing, but probably also extend the time frame that he has attached in terms of how long this QE is going to run for, uh, and that will still keep the euro on the back foot. We saw that euro dip below the 107 mark yesterday. Uh, for South Africa, what does this mean? As a large trading partner, it means that on the euro ran cross, we could probably probably not do as badly as we're likely to do against a strong U.S. dollar.
0: Mm -hmm. And then um, the other thing that we're looking at here is the oil price, Mohammed. Average OPEC selling price for oil below $40 for the first time since 2009. Talk to us about that.
1: Now, this oil market really fascinates me. It's why I spend so much time looking at it, because it's so important to us here in South Africa as a big oil importer. Uh, now, a lot of people look at Brent. Brent is the international benchmark. Uh, the U.S. benchmark is WTI or West Texas Crude. But what a lot of people don't know is that those are just the global benchmarks. It's not necessarily the price that OPEC is selling its full basket at, because they will sell different grades of crude and so forth. So, for the first time since 2009, the price of the average OPEC basket of crude sold has fallen below $40 a barrel. And this showing you that that global glut that we continue to speak about remains well entrenched. What's been very interesting for us as well is we've got U.S. inventory numbers out over the next day or two. Uh, and over the course of the last few months... Uh, all of these storage facilities in the U.S. have actually run up to capacity. Uh, and a few months ago, they actually investigated. There's an air pocket at the top of a lot of the storage. And they investigated using the air pocket to store even more crude. So now that all of this crude still remains quite awash, you know, I remain quite bearish on the, on the crude price. I think we could see it head uh, well into that into the cities, uh, certainly on Brent as well. Uh, and this has longer-run ramifications in terms of the fact that I think that the inflation that comes through, to South Africa from the oil price uh, has been very muted and will likely remain quite muted. This becomes important because as we head into tomorrow and so forth, we've got inflation numbers out locally and then obviously the Saab on Thursday as well.